That's jazz. That is jazz. So. That is jazz. That may have been one of our most confusing openings ever. And that says, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Um, bodes well for the, for the next hour of all of our lives. I think so. I think it really does. Cause you know, guys, here is what the deal is. This is a <laughs> podcast called urgent care. Okay. First okay. things first. And okay. I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm Mitra Johari. Okay, and those are our names. Okay. <laughs> Not and our titles, those are our names. Yeah, our title is President of Urgent Care Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Combined. Mr. and Mrs. Urgent Care. <laughs> and what we do here are at our business, Urgent Care, is we are an advice podcast. We take, it, we take people who need advice, and they, they share that with us via calls and emails, and we listen to them, or we read them if they're emails, because you cannot... Listen to an email unless we're reading it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then what we do is we help them to the best of our ability. Which even though we're presidents is not good. There's going to be a quiz at the end of this episode. I hope you were paying attention and taking notes. Um, (laughs) And I will say that the, the sort of like, sometimes we do give good advice. Sometimes we do give bad advice. I will say most of the time when we're giving bad advice, it is intentional. I have read another, yet another comment in a place where someone was like, I don't know about this advice that Joel gave. It seems bad. And it's like, well, unfortunately, that is the point uh, <laughs> of a lot of our calls. And it's, and it's for you to sort of discern which is bad and which is good and... Well, you know, I think sort of my personal philosophy, you know, you want to treat your audience as though they too are philosophers, poets, and geniuses. Mm -hmm, You want to expect mm -hmm. the best of your audience. You don't want to over-explain. You don't want to talk down to your audience. You want to give them bad advice so that maybe it makes them think of their own good advice. Exactly. Sometimes (laughs) you give someone like the wrong direction when they ask for directions and that wrong, you send them down the wrong road and that wrong road ends up bringing them to a place that is better than the place that they were originally asking for directions. And that's sort of exactly what we do here at Urgent Care. And you know what? If, if Even if they don't go to a better place, at least they went all the way around the world and then they ended up back where they back started. where they started. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we, we said today that we were like, we really got to like jump into like the business of the podcast. <laughs> and then we decided if immediately, we... immediately abandoned our plans and said, no, let's just be goofs. No, let's spend four minutes explaining the podcast. That In every people- way possible. <laughs> Mitra, how, how the hell are you? Um, I'm overall okay. It's been, um, I had like a really, really bad few days last week. I think just because mm. like at the time of recording, it's almost the end of April. And I had this moment where I was like, oh my God, the first like full month that we have like quote unquote lost. Yeah. Um, 
And then I also started getting like carpal tunnel type stuff in my wrists. And I had a real meltdown about that because so much of my job is like, is at a yep. desk and I have to write all day and type all day. Um, so you she's know, a typist. She's you're actually not seeing, an, a secretary. She I'm a stenographer a la stenographer. Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ref. Um, but you said um, kind of bad, but has it turned around? You know, it really did. I, I felt like I really let myself feel like my impulse whenever I'm feeling bad is to just sort of barrel through it and like mm -hmm. not acknowledge it. And I yep. really allowed myself to like wallow in it Monday night for a little while. And it helped me so much. Like, you know, and it, I, I think for some people, it probably feels obvious to like allow yourself to access the bad emotions. But for me, it's really not. It's like, if you feel bad, begin a new project and urgently work about that, work on that as hard as you can until um, the, the feeling is dust. And then yeah. I, I really like, I sat in my yard and I just like felt a lot of like sadness and self-pity and just like general misery. And I felt so much relief after that. And uh, it was really nice. I, I really needed it. Did you cry? I cried. And, and I'm not bitch. like, I'm not a big, like I cry a lot when I like watch TV or Same. like, like, or like I'm, I, I can cry at like any I'm, sort of like performance or whatever. Whenever, you, whenever I'm forced to empathize with someone else, I can cry when it is specific around me. I cannot feel my feelings enough to cry. I'm the same way. I really am not a big me crier. Um, and it was super, I feel like I had like a hundred moments over the past six weeks where like my eyes kind of welled with tears. And then I was like, you stopped that. And then I did. <laughs> and this was the first time that I was like, hey, um, maybe like try being sad and see what happens. Yeah, and I think because we've, I mean, anyone who's listened is we are both very much pounding the 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 sort of gavel of like we are privileged in this time we have jobs and homes no, do not feel sad in any way because you are you know like that's we're talking to ourselves in that way and I think like it's good to be aware of that stuff but I do also think that there are moments when it's like you are allowed in your little vacuum and in your you know to feel bad and stressed and um, it, it's affecting all of us. And yeah, it's like, that's... like me having a job, which like I can simultaneously be grateful for like the things that I have and I am, but I'm also like still living in the world where uh, everything is, feels like it's falling apart. So it yeah. was nice to just like access that. And then I sort of like <laughs> went back into my place and like built my standing desk immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> But it was like, it was so nice. And um, I, I just like, I, I think I didn't really know how much I needed that exercise and it helped me immensely. And I'm feeling like a little more in tune. I, I feel like I'm allowing myself to like engage in conversation with the bad feeling rather than just being like, I cast you out. That's <laughs> like, good. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I had a, a rough start to my week. I like let some, again, I would like to just like say and beg even like if you see someone saying something shitty about me and they have not like tagged me in it, like feel no need to, sh to pass it along. Um, cause it, 
most of the time, you know, it depends on when, when it hits me, but it's been, it was a rough beginning of the week, but luckily well, I decided bizarre... to go back to therapy to this week too, sort of simultaneously, which was nice. And I confronted my therapist on the things that I needed her to do better, which I think is like a scary thing to do. Like we, we've been seeing each other for long enough and I like always end up coming in hot. And I was like, I really need you to push me. I, I need you to push back on some of this stuff. Cause I feel like I'm like using you as a sounding board to just say a bunch of toxic shit that I, you know, have already worked out in my head. And she was like, I can do that. She's like, but you do come in hot and you do talk a lot and it's hard to get in sometimes. And I'm like, that's fair. And that, and see, see, that's you pushing back. Um, that's really nice. Yeah, it is. And we started, and this is like, you know, cause she's new ish in my life. And like, we started, I started, you know, being, we started being acting more like humans, I think, like where I was like, have you listened to the new Fiona Apple? You know, and like we got <laughs> to that place yeah. where like we can talk about that kind of stuff. And she was Absolutely. like, because I was like, oh, can I ask you a personal question? And she was like, you can ask me anything you want, um, but I won't. That doesn't mean I, I, I won't answer it. And I literally said, I was like, well, how does that make you any different than any other person? <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, and she laughed because she knew I was joking. And it, that felt like a breakthrough in and of itself of us just being able to like communicate like two humans, like, you know, yeah. like it didn't feel like everything we had to talk about had to be like pressing emotional needs. So yeah, my therapist that I have right now, um, I've been, I've been with for a long time. And I feel like, you know, when I first, she was my first ever therapist. And it was like, when I first started going to her, I felt like I was sort of performing therapy just because I yes. didn't know like what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was also like, you know, I've never gone to therapy. So I, at the very least, I need to really get my money's worth out of these first few sessions because yep. maybe I'll hate it. So I really came in raging hot, just being like, here's everything. And then now it's, I can, I can sort of enjoy my time. I will say I was like really hesitant because I, like I said, I was like, seems like most of my problems are sort of on pause that I was like going to therapy for. And my friend um, was like, well, I actually really love talking to my therapist when I don't have, when I don't feel like I have anything pressing because, you know, you're able to sit in that and like sit in the silence and sort of like work on things in different ways. And I, I will say I, I, if, if you took my advice and, and discontinued therapy because you didn't want to do it during this time, maybe consider stepping back. Like I'm just doing every other week right now because mm-hmm. life seems slower and that seems adequate, but we don't have time. We don't have time. We gotta, we gotta, we have so many beautiful, gorgeous updates from I'm people. I'm so, so excited. Um, just pouring in from all over the internet. Um, so let's, Dana, let's play this first update call, shall we? Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. I won't belabor the beginning because <laughs> everyone does. I just wanted to call <laughs> to leave Dragging a quick little message in regards to uh, the decor him piece uh, in the most recent episode. Peace. Uh, love that. I wanted to address that because I was washing dishes, listening in, and I heard this question come up, and I didn't really think of any, anything of it, really. And then... <laughs> That immediately turned to worry because uh, it seemed to surprise both of you, this situation of the post-coital thank you. Uh, And then I realized that maybe the fact that I have said thank you uh, several times, post-coital, 
uh, might be a strange thing. And I understand that I have pretty limited sexual history. A lot of that has to do with a very long-term seven-year relationship. And then outside of that, like a, a very fine fella that I was seeing for a few months. Uh, but I've said thank you before. And it's been anything from a, you know, just like, ooh, you know, like, thank you, like, kiss. Or, you know, like, a thanks for that. And I normally expect, like, a cheeky, like, you're welcome. Or I get back a, you know, no thank you, to which I'm, like, cheeky, you're welcome. Uh, but just wanted to express to uh, decor him, I don't think it's that weird of a thing. I'm just saying it because I've done it. And um, there are people out there who find that level of politeness to be kind of endearing in that moment. Anyway, just wanted to put it out there and say he's not alone. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, considering that I have had a more limited partner, should I not should I not be thanking people uh, post-sex? Because that's probably something I should figure out now moving forward. Anyway, thank you. Bye. Okay, well, thank you so much for not belaboring the beginning, but belaboring <laughs> several other parts. Well, we love you. We love you. You know, I say I that this. in love. I will say that we got several responses, some emails, and I like that she said cheeky so much because I associate that with British people. And one person wrote in who was British who said that they think it is specifically a British thing to so say thank you after maybe, maybe this person who called thing. us... Um, was actually like had a study abroad or something like yeah. that, and that's why she says cheeky so much. And yeah. thank you. Um, I but I will say, yeah, I guess it's the, not weird. We we treated you like a fucking leper, and then <laughs> apparently there is this an entire is not community. You are not weird. You are not weird. You have an entire community of people who supports you, and it sounds like Joel and I are fucking some very ungrateful people. So yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should be saying thank you more. Is this yeah? And you know, maybe maybe you know, it really raises a question: Are we doing anything uh, worth worth thank yous? Thank yous. Oh my god, I didn't even question that, and now I'm going to spiral about that. That's my problem. (laughs) That's what I'm going to bring up in therapy next week. And very quickly, we have an update from Sean Cody, which, if you'll remember, was our British footballer who wasn't sure if he was bi or bi-curious or gay and was experimenting a lot. And, well, let's let's let him tell the tale. (laughs) Hey, uh, Joel and Mitra, this is uh, Cody... Uh, no, Cody, uh, Sean Cody, mm-hmm. you called me, um, which is a reference that went right over my head, but it was uh, an, in, an insightful Google, all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted oh to do God. a callback and say that your advice was actually uh, really great. And it was cool to hear you pick apart my message. <laughs> and um, I think your advice in general was correct that I just need to chill out because I'm young and just um, stay open to new things. Um, but I think you're also right, Mitra, in saying that it was actually a really big deal for me to write down sort of what I'd been feeling. And like I thought about it for a few days after, like in my head, it really stuck with me, um, which is probably just being on, uh, you know, being Scottish and British and not really talking about my feelings. But um, you probably get a lot of similar calls. So thanks for responding. And then I just wanted to hit you off the back of that with another question, um, which is probably more Joel related, I'm assuming. Um, 
But what oh, no, is your I didn't get this far on quarantine hookups? Uh, because I have some what? friends who've, um, I've said like, do you, do you guys want to go on out bike ride? And they've been like, no, don't be stupid. We're on lockdown. Like that's really irresponsible. Um, but like, I'm now back in my hometown at my parents' house, and a girl has texted me saying like, you know, basically come over. I just want Dana, like, please stop. Guys, is please stop the recording. Or. Um, Okay, so as soon as he he mentioned a girl, I I did want to stop because we've also I've I've spoken about this I think since um, the he knows how I feel about that now, which is don't hang out with your friends, choose one person to fuck. <laughs> Get it on um, the yeah, so Your friends are right. The bike ride is wrong. Um, may, I can't answer for you. Re the girl. Um, I don't know why you would bring up a girl and cause it got, I, I didn't finish his, I, I just heard his voice and said, we have to play this on a podcast because, Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but, um, it was a delight to hear the voice. Yeah. Right. And then to hear you sort of the words like Mitra, you especially come out of that mouth. I know. I mean, how are you doing? <laughs> how flooded are you right now? Um, I know. <laughs> but anyways, we addressed everything. You're welcome for helping you. I'm sort of mad that you're texting with a girl right now, but, but you're young. So experiment with that. There's plenty um, of time for you guys, to, you to text Joel. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't have time. So we also, we have another <laughs> update. Mitra, I'm going to make, I'm going to read this one. So you, you're forced to read the next email. Um, okay. Here's the email. <laughs> Emancipation of Dreamy here. Absolutely honored to be the title of the pod. That in and itself was enough to quell some of my horniness. The exact day of the episode came the exact day the episode came out, this is of course the woman who wants to fuck her young hot roommate. The exact day the episode came out, my roommate drove from Chicago to South Carolina to finish out quarantine with his mom. <laughs> Unsure if the two are related. He is not a podcast person, but who knows? Since he left, the dreams have in fact stopped, which is maybe the solution I needed all along. Thank you for your advice on this and all these quarantine problems we are facing. So <laughs> sorry that this is like the updates for a lot of our, our quarantine related questions seem to be solving themselves, but um, <laughs> well, I will I'm say so probably, I think we have to assume that the roommate listened to the podcast and fled to a different state yeah. uh, based and on said, the podcast. Heard, heard, heard that his roommate was horny for him and said, mommy, 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 <laughs> mommy I, I need you, you for the rest of quarantine. Google Gaga. Um, and drove to <laughs> South Carolina. Now we have another Update email. Mitra. Yes. Will you please read? This, 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 this one's going to make Joel so fucking happy. <laughs> Not only has your Pure for Men recommendation helped men, I heard you talk about it. And after having some issues and my doctor having me use medication that was $190 with insurance and gave me shortness of breath, I said this isn't working for me and decided to try Pure for Women after you talked about it. Well, it wakes, works way better than my expensive per prescription and I don't get shortness of breath with it. Breath with it. So thanks. Love the podcast. And once again, I am vindicated. I am an expert in mold and now I'm a doctor. Okay. In fact, <laughs> I think you should actually listen to me over your doctors when, mm. it, it, when um, your colon health is concerned. <laughs> Throw your doctor's number out and write down the number when we say it again on the podcast because that's all you need. I will. I would like to once again thank everyone for the dollars um, that <laughs> have been pouring in. Yeah, and Joel, um, like, what have you bought with the dollars? I haven't bought anything, but I'm trying to think of, I'll probably donate it, obviously, to like some, some cause. Um, but 
it is, it's probably been upwards of like, I think at the last count, it was like $47 I'd gotten from just people who <laughs> Okay, that's amazing. A dollar um, for the Pure for Men recommendation. That's a public so, service. That's pretty cool. And honestly, like none of them have shortness of breath and none of them need to see a doctor anymore. So I think that's beautiful. <laughs> and All of them are six inches taller, have a tail, an extra <laughs> finger. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a line of crystals coming out, actually. No, um, I would so, love for that for that to be actually. That's what Pure for Men needs to get into next is a line of crystals. <laughs> Pure for crystal for him, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because crystal for anal. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. so that's it for the updates. We do have one. So a bunch of people. We get a lot of name suggestions in the inbox, and sometimes they're just like a lateral move, just as bad as the ones that we give, if you can believe it, that there are suggestions <laughs> just as bad and, as and, the ones and, we do. I mean, sometimes uh, upsettingly worse, which is yeah, worse, you would think impossible. Try and imagine that for a second. <laughs> but we actually, two people wrote about um, <laughs> fancy on, on Zoom, which was, um, you know, what we, we worked down from Faggot on Zoom, um, <laughs> which is um, our friend who was code switching on Zoom. And two separate people wrote this in an email. And I was so mad because this is genu- genuinely so much better and right there in front of us. So shout out to Olivia and Rebecca for suggesting the name Fruit of the, Fruit of the Zoom. Oh. Fruit of the Zoom. Isn't that so good? It's so good. It really it- does... It would have been title of app. It would have been title of app. It would have been title. Had we thought of it, and unfortunately we didn't. But thank you to our our listeners, Rebecca and Olivia. I will Venmo you half of my pure for men. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Actually, we should. No, that's what I'm going to do. Whenever people, whenever people have a name that's better than the one that we came up, but we get to decide. Like they don't, they don't get to decide if it's better. But I, I will gladly Venmo one dollar. That's that's the cost. (laughs) Olivia and Rebecca, if you're listening to this, please email again so that I can find you and um and email your Venmo handle, and I'm going to split the the Venmo proceeds between (laughs) the two of you. Um, so you'll both make a little over twenty dollars at at least. At time of recording, um, <laughs> pretty pretty good, pretty good incentive. Now we're gonna get a flood every single episode. I of- know. Now it's actually gonna be a really annoying nightmare. But <laughs> it really is to just sift through all of them. But it's okay. It's okay because remember, it's on us. It, we decide we- if it's better. So really, only send in your best, your best and brightest. Don't waste your time on on shit like the stuff we would say. Yeah, it's got to <laughs> be fruit of the zoom or better. <laughs> all right, Mitra, it's time to take a break, and then when we're back, we're gonna dive in with some calls and emails. How does wow. that sound? Really good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. We're back. There she is. Shock, shock, (laughs) DJ Meech. And Um, we're we're, we're, we're back. Yes. Coming in live with two carpal tunnel wrist breast braces. It's me, Mitra (laughs) Johari. I look so stupid. You you are clutching. You, You... Mitra is wearing um, carpal tunnel braces, clutching her giant mic. I wish you guys could see it. I wish we were a visual medium, but we're not yet, yet, maybe someday, never. Um, <laughs> let's, Dana, play us this first call, which I think is really special and I love it. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm um, I'm Chopped Liva on Twitter, um, and I just heard Cheryless Theron. And um, I was very excited to be mentioned. I just wanted to say thank you. Um, I'm actually 20 and I go to the University of Chicago, but I'm really <laughs> flattered that you thought I went to DePaul because everyone <laughs> at UChicago is a freaking nerd. So honestly, flattered. 
Um, my question, I actually do have a question, is um, are hot people worth it during core? Because I'm talking to a girl right now, and I can just tell she's very hot, and I can just tell she has kind of a lot of different options. So is now the time to be going for hot people, or are hot people kind of just like so overwhelmed during this um, time where everyone is horny. So, yeah, just kind of, like, let me know, are hot people worth it? And also kind of as a follow-up, do you think hot people, is it possible for them to be kind? Like, on a deep level, can they be kind? Um, those are my questions. Um, thank you, and I love you both so much. Okay, bye. Okay. So, so first of all, I would like to say, I, on that same episode where we mentioned Chapliva, I did mention someone um, who whose name and hand I could not remember who I think is truly doing some hilarious funny work and I want to shout him out now it's Caleb says things a friend and a peer of chopped liver um Caleb here on um is, is doing some really really funny work and so follow him now um in oh. regards to this we do have to still name her even though yes. we we know her handle but so she's asking sort of a two-pronged question are hot people are hot worth people it, worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh and my are, God. and can hot people be kind? So, <laughs> so she's sort of an oven mitt. Um, well, she's sort of like um, you know philosophy major vibes. <laughs> philosophy major vibes, you Chicago. Um, she's like it's um, some like it, some like it hot. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, um, wow, somebody's gonna get money for this one. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like somewhere in the range of an oven mitt because you know you use it. Wait, what? Oh, wait. What's the thing that you put down on the table when the when the thing is hot? A trisket? No. Um, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Do not look at me. Both Dana and Mitra are looking at me like I'm a fucking freak from another dimension right now. Okay. A trisket. I think it is a trisket. Trisket. I've never heard. I don't Dana, know if I've ever please heard- look up what it's called before it just feels shocking to me that it might be a trisket <laughs> trisket no that's the that's the i know it's the cracker but um for the table I'm, what about I'm Googling- um, okay here here's my pitch um because she's talking about hot people and like the philosophy of hotness um eris hoddle <laughs> okay that's good eris hoddle eris hoddle <laughs> Trivet. Okay. okay. But still, <laughs> there's nothing there. So thank you for um, getting, for, for finding that information. But uh, Eris Hoddle is um, the new name here. And I will say, here's what sure I'll say. I don't want it to be Triscuit. <clears throat> here's what I'll say is no I think, um, I would like to say I um, sort of bouncing off of Sean Cody too. Um, I think I've been forsaken by my um, quarantine. Um, exclusive hookup and now I'm stuck not being able to have sex um, and um, having sort of forsaken the rules in order to do it too. But anyways, all this to say, I think hot people right now have so many options that if the hot person is talking to you, they think you're hot. Also, like, I just feel that you are a hot person. um, And like, I, I like, your talent uh, alone makes you such a commodity. So. Yeah. I mean, we all know that's that's nonsense. And however Aristotle wants to identify, that's how they identify. And they're identifying as a hot person or maybe not. They didn't say. Okay, so this question thing. might be about them too. It might be sort of a self. Hey, are you? Yeah. It's, it's however you identify. But I'm just saying like, 
But but I know what you mean. Like a hot person is a hot person is a hot person. Yeah, and we there all are, know what that is. We all know what that is. It's and like people that just have like, said. I don't know. I cannot. I cannot define it, but I know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it's like porn. There's hot way. person energy. Obscenity. I'm, I do not identify as a person with hot person energy, but I I force my beliefs. I I but I but I have hot qualities. You know, yes. there are things. You to me, um, a hot person is worth it if it only if it requires very very little of you yes (laughs) like if it's constant effort to like get their attention hot person so not worth it go with the person who's paying who's text who's blowing you up always Mm -hmm. i I will say can they be kind i think that depends on when they got hot yes that is because if they were born into this world hot no absolutely not there's Mm -hmm. no way Mm -hmm. there's no way if they got if they peaked hotness at 18 or around that age range definitely not in fact they're criminals Every mm-hmm. single one of them. Hot in high school, dangerous. Dangerous, terrorists. Lock Became them up. hot in college, sure. Got Maybe, hot in getting their there. got hot in their twenties. Marry them. <laughs> Marry them. Got hot in their thirties. They're sad. They're sick and they're sad. And it sort of circles. It is sort of like it's like it's but the curve. Got hot in their forties. It sort of alternates decades where it's like it is. Yeah, it's get, a wave on the graph. 40s, it's a wave. It's like, Whoa. And it really, okay. There are sad times to get. <laughs> Sad and dangerous times to get hot, and then there are, are good times. And so I will say, scroll as far back on their Instagram page as possible, mm-hmm. and and discern when they got hot, mm-hmm. because that will tell you the story that you need to be reading right now. Well, Joel, okay. as a, as a hot person, do you feel that you are capable of kindness on a deep? Yeah, level? well, because I would say I got hot at around age twenty eight or twenty nine, which is dangerously close to getting hot in your thirties, which is, as we know, sad. sad. So <laughs> sort of a hybrid, sort of a, um, a good, uh, prime, prime, prime sad rising, um, is sort mm. of where I am at with my hotness. Yeah. Um, but I think that's good. I think that, I think we answered that pretty well. <laughs> so Dana, next team, uh, voicemail, please. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Uh, love you both equally. Hope you're staying safe and healthy, etc. Um, so I, sorry for any noise, by the way, um, I am calling because I really want to go viral on Twitter. And I was wondering if you have any tips. Um, I am not willing to do a front-facing video because I feel that it competes with my brand. I have only like 300 followers and I've had people tell me that I have funny tweets. I think my Twitter is funny, but I haven't. I've maxed out at like 300 likes. And I feel like quarantine is the time for me to escape that threshold. So if you have any tips, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you. Bye. I love you. So um, <clears throat> obviously this person is a monster. Um, <laughs> so sort of maybe like a little monster sort of uh, Twitter. What's a, what's a monstrous bird? Um, a, okay, so a bird of prey. Bird of prey for likes. <laughs> too much. Too long. <laughs> Homonyms um, don't generally work very well for these names, but what doesn't? Yeah, homonyms, oh. right? Prey and prey is a homonym, right? Yes, a word is. that sounds the same but it's spelled different. I, I merely did not hear what you said. <laughs> no, I wanted to educate you, Dana, Ryan, July, Colin, everyone at Earwolf what a homonym means. Um, she wants to go viral, which is a sort of a tricky word in these times. I gotta say. Um, well, what about this? So we've got, we've got 
a bird of prey, right? We're talking about birds of prey. What if it's no. millennial falcon? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. You're on a roll, babe. You're on a Thank roll you. today. And the, you know, the, the when you say that. tunnel is not keeping you down. You know, when you say something like that to me, it means that I'm going to have only bad ideas for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> millennial falcon. Perfect. Love it. Um, here's the, here's the thing. Comedy. It's over. Okay. Comedy is definitely over online on Twitter. Um, everything. I think the best way to go viral now is to either um, show genitals mm. or, or do Be something on so bad. Or what? Or, or, or do something so bad. Show <laughs> well, genitals or do something bad. Well, you're really, um, it does feel like sort of the, it, sincerely, and this will be the one second that I am sincere about this. It's like people are going super viral during those so if you want to just hack it, I guess do that. But even those, you yeah. have to be very funny. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Get on TikTok. Also, um, it uh, it doesn't matter, and it will not make it will not fill you up. <laughs> I mean, I will say that, um, yeah, Twitter has actively made my life worse, mm-hmm. and yet, and yet, I love it, and I'm addicted, and. Going viral on Twitter is the thing that has turned my day around so many times. So you're missing out is what I'm (laughs) saying. Um, Every day that you're not going viral on Twitter is a day wasted for you. Because what you'll look back on is these times and you'll say, why didn't I go viral? So I think something like (laughs) setting, setting, like I think it's, I think the the things that go viral, you might be too smart, too smart and too funny to go viral now. I think maybe you set your hair on fire, accident, make it seem like an accident. Oh, you know what you should do? people love accident videos. You should tweet, reply to every single one of Donald Trump's. Yes. And say, not today, um, Mr. President. Uh, I I stan Obama. I stan Obama. (laughs) You will never be my president. And, and then you'll go viral. If you're, re- yeah. if you're willing to completely sell out, you can definitely mm-hmm. go viral by just um, saying that you don't like Trump in reply to Trump. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people actually go viral every single day just by replying, I stan Obama, not my president. Yeah, so and I just would like give that. A confluence, like a collection of those sorts of words would really work for you. Be I like, think. you are a bad man, Yeah, Mr. so I think president. just to sort of wrap things up for Millennial Falcon. I think it's either set your hair on fire or respond to Donald Trump. (laughs) Or maybe do it, maybe sort of get into Donald Trump's mentions and say, I am doing this because he is, I am ashamed that Donald Trump is my president and then set your hair on fire. And then boy, oh boy, will you go viral and also make the news, I bet. That's a good way to do it. Find a rat eating pizza. Yeah. Oh, actually, if you could do that, I think that we we really need that right now. Um, we need an. We, really, we need a. Really a, need to do is move on to this email, which I guess I'll read. <gasps> Dear Mitra and Joel, drag me, Joel. <laughs> I need some. See what this person did is they put your name first, mm-hmm. okay? But then they sort of self consciously called out the fact that they put your name first and called and and brought more attention to me. So sort of canceling out the fact that they put you first. Well, you can't, you just can't deny the power of putting my name first, even though your yeah, name is the alphabetical then to, choice. Then to really make the whole intro sort of about me by my name, your name may have been first, but my name is mentioned twice in the intro. Right. But second. So I don't know. It's like you, you really like there's, you can't, 
if if your name is called, you know, it's like when people are saying who won the Academy Award, you're listening to the first name. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But I will say one is one, and then one plus one is two, which is more than one. I guess, but and that's um, sort of basic math. Yeah, but at the end of the day... Um, I'm glad we agree on this. So let me get back to the email. <laughs> I need some advice on potentially living with a friend. Unlike Minkako's Meester, it's both both parties wanting to move in together. That's shady. That's I love shady. our listeners sort of dragging other listeners in this episode. <laughs> same thing with the person um, who You're all on the same team, you guys. Okay, I will say that. Um, <laughs> losers who need our help. Um, just, just kidding, just kidding. We love you. Please don't. Stop listening. Okay. I mean, we're the real losers. Rate I'm wearing five stars. Wrist, I'm wearing wrist braces. So. Yeah, if you could see nature right now. I live in city one, but work five days a week in city two. My commute is one and a half hours long each way. My oldest, closest friend who I hang out with once a week is buying an apartment in city two and will move there when lockdown ends. She has offered to let me move in with her so I could live and work in city two. It would be so fun to live with my best friend. I have lived in city one my whole life and would like to move somewhere new. So this is a great opportunity. Also, it would help me invest more time in my career. However, I'm nervous about having a friend as a landlord. I worry about falling out with her over money and damaging a decades-long friendship. I am also uncomfortable with the thought of my friend charging me market rent and making a profit instead of us just splitting a mortgage and expenses 50-50. My main questions are, is having a friend as a landlord a bad idea? And two, is it reasonable for for me to ask for a rent discount? If not, is it at least understandable? Um, How do I bring up these difficult topics with my friend? Thank you both for being funny, but also giving thoughtful, good faith advice to listeners. Stay safe and name me well. P.S. Once I met a hot guy at a party in London who turned out to be one, my friend's boyfriend, and two, Twitter mutuals with Joel. So that's three sort of mentions at the end of the day. um, Right. So I guess we should name this caller Mitra's enemy. (laughs) Oh, I think we already have public enemy number one. Should (laughs) this person be public enemy number two? I mean... Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I guess so. Um, what else? I mean, there's there a commuter. There's a tale of two cities. There's something there, maybe. Yes. Uh, um, uh, a, you know, she's sort of. Friend is their landlord. Landlord, friend, best friend, landlord. Um, um a, ta- a tale of two. I mean, I wish this person did not leave their pronouns because. If they were both girls, it could be a tale of two titties. Um, but, you know, men have titties too. So I think all genders have titties. I think we're in the clear. Yeah. So a tale of two titties. <laughs> uh-huh. um, not as good as either of yours. So, again, uh-huh. we're sort of on equal footing. We're coming back around <laughs> equal here. Um, to question one, is having a friend as a landlord a bad idea? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I definitely... I I, there's definitely something to be said for having more of a working relationship with the person who owns the place where you live. <laughs> like, instead of them, it makes it hard to complain. Yeah. Now, we know from the, the last episode how I feel about rent in general and paying it. Um, I Whereas think that I, I actually, am always pro-landlord. <laughs> yes. Mitra represents the landlord's union and I represent <laughs> tenants, okay? And I'll say, I think that like, I am, I am actually very, and I know that you, you currently live with your best friend, Mitra, or one of your best friends. Um, I would never say that Patty is your best friend, but one of them, certainly. <laughs> I am, I have, I've never had great experiences living with friends. And I think it is a strain. I think even just being roommates with friends can be a strain. And then imagine 
the resentment that you that will build up if you pay more than than just the mortgage for it. If she is making money from you, the resentment I think will be overwhelming and will absolutely drown this this relationship. I mean, if it's like it sounds to me, you know, and maybe I am projecting from her email, but it sounds to me like there will be resentment if your if your landlord slash roommate slash friend charge charges you market rent. So I think you owe it to yourself and to your roommate landlord slash friend to say have a conversation and just be like, hey, do you feel comfortable with me paying what you pay? If not, then I think it is not the person to live with. But here's the problem with that too, is that then you look at the reverse side of that and your friend, and this is where, this is where context sort of comes into play because you say you're, this is your oldest and closest friend. You know their politics. I, I don't know. Clearly they don't have like a, a super like Marxist POV on land ownership and rent, but that might create resentment on your friend's side. If you ask them, if you ask them, hey, I don't want you to be making money off of me. And then a year in, suddenly she's thinking about all the money she could be making off of a tenant. I mean, that's something that could come. Well, well, I think like your friend is the like this person's friend slash landlord is the person who would be the like would be the person in power. So, yeah, it's their responsibility to set the rent and all that kind of stuff. So putting it in their court to decide like what they're comfortable with with regards to like how much they're going to charge their friend. I think it's on the person. I think it's on the person who's going to move in to express how she feels, but it is ultimately this like landlord's decision. If she wants having a roommate to be a profitable experience, then don't live with your friend. Like uh, to me, it's like, I totally understand being like, I know what this apartment is worth. I don't want to pay more than that, but it's also this landlord's like, in a perfect world, the person, the landlord would just be like, yeah, pay, pay what this place is worth. But, in reality, that's not how it always works. So like if your friend doesn't yeah. want to give you a deal, don't live with your fucking friend. It's like, yeah, I'm sure you're, but the thing is, is I don't, it sounds like you have a, a sort of general understanding of what, uh, of the, the injustice I think of, of renting. I'm speaking to um, a tale of two titties here. Mm-hmm. And I think like it is, I don't know. I you're close. So you 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 know and you can make this call. It sounds like the fact that you're again writing us. I think you have your answer. I'm a little curious what why you haven't gotten your own place in city 2 yet. Um and I think we we edited this email but there was a part about how um city 1 is the part is the city where they um uh have grow, grew up and lived uh and City and they want to move to city two in part because they want new experiences. And I think, I think you need to say for the preservation of the friendship, this is not going to work because anytime there's a, a power imbalance like that, I don't know, maybe. And, and again, like I'm sure that there are some listeners who are listening to this who are in similar situations or, in, or whatever, or who, you know, who are the boss to their friends or something like that, but it's different. It really, I just think it's different. And I think that, I think, yeah. I think, I think I it's think a, a recipe really, for disaster. I really do. I, I personally have lived with a lot of friends and I've had it go badly and I've had it be a totally fine experience. But I think for it to be a positive experience, and I've also had positions where I have had friends be my boss. I have had situations where I'm my friend's bosses. The, the things 
the thing the thing that makes or break it, it makes or breaks it is just communication so yeah. and and sometimes you are just not compatible and you don't know that until you are in a space together or in a, a working relationship together yeah. and that is something that you won't know but you can definitely help nip early problems in the bud by just saying how you feel and what your expectations are and if those things are fundamentally incompatible you can save yourself a whole lot of trouble and probably pain with your friend yeah Sorry for saying Mark's on the podcast. I know that really annoyed people last time. Um, so good luck to you, Tale of Two Titties. Um, I'm already regretting the name. I'm sorry if we did something wrong naming this person. <laughs> I'm going to go and spin out about that while we take a break. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back and we just actually just got an email from the Nobel Prize Committee for Tale of Two Titties. (laughs) They wanted to thank us for our um, humanitarian work. And again, I want to stress that like when we say titty, we do mean sort of metaphorical uh, titties, not like I I do know that I'm not going to do this. Okay, so um, (laughs) let's just get into this next call and move away, far, far away from the name that ruined my career um i love it so about uh two a a year ago my friend came out as bisexual and i was very excited for her it was very same time and i was i was very supportive of her and since then her social media sort of began to skew in um a queer way where she will she'll tweet a lot as in a perspective of a queer woman, she will post a lot with uh, on Instagram with a lot of um, descriptions of how she's queer, and she'll use that term a lot. However, since coming out, she has begun to say things that make me think that she is not bi. In terms of like, she will say that she could never be in a relationship with a woman for some vaguely misogynistic reasons. She said that she could never hook up with a woman. She doesn't find women attractive. Um, all of this seems to be like, you know, um, necessary for being bi almost. Um, now, that's obviously I can't dictate what her sexuality is or how she expresses it. But she does keep using this term queer when she's only ever dated or been interested in interested in straight men, specifically straight white men. And as a gay man, it's sort of starting to piss me off. So how do I deal with that? Okay. This one is juicy. Um, So he's a gay man, Game of Thrones. He doesn't believe her. She's bi. Um, Um, What about um, hashtag yes, no women? (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so yeah, let's put that's on the table, certainly. Um, that's certainly one of the options that we could we could choose that. Um, and I'm glad that it's there. I'm glad that you said it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm like sweating from like the, the way that you the way that you rejected it. Um, bye bye. Bye bye, um, flirty <laughs> with men only. 
um you know it's a marathon not a sprint (laughs) yeah yeah it really is it really really is um bye i mean how about 15 seconds of dead air what about that as a name um (laughs) what about um help us (laughs) help us um bye Um, um, pissing Bye. off Instagram queer um, but, so I guess it's hashtag know all women um, well it's hashtag um, yes no women <laughs> yes no women okay hashtag yes no women and this is actually the, I, I want to remind you that this is your fault because you told me I was doing a good job uh-huh <laughs> I don't think when the second those words left your lips I said this is on me um, <laughs> so hashtag yes no women um, and the thing is always we'll remember this call because of that name we, 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 we really will this is tough <laughs> because and he does call it out like you can't dictate her sexuality I will say we have reached a point. We have, and we have to acknowledge it. You and I both as, um, you know, people of color, I'm queer, you know, like lots of uh, different identities going, being flung about, and we all understand sort of uh, how that works now. And I do think there are people who leverage it in an ugly way on social media. There, that is absolutely a, a thing that can happen with people. I don't know if that is the case with this friend. Certainly he thinks so, but that is a totally separate thing from whether or not she is authentically queer and no one can tell her that she's not and mm-hmm. we cannot. You can call her out on I mean, the misogynistic thing, like specifically, uh, you, don't, you don't give any specific examples of that, but you can call her out on the misogyny. Queer yes. women can be misogynistic. Gay yes. men can be misogynistic. Anybody can be misogynistic. Um, I think like you can call her out on if you think some of the posts are specifically uh, like, I don't know, leveraging it in a way that's ugly, but you cannot, you simply, simply, simply cannot, um, like you got to let go of questioning whether or not she's actually queer because ultimately it does not help her to be queer outside of Twitter. It really doesn't. Yeah, it it's like, Why I would mean, someone lie? you know, we're, we're certainly living in a time where like for the first time it's like uh, considered like cool to be marginalized in some in way. In certain places in, in the world. In certain places, yes. Yeah. And, and I just to clear, yes, thank you. But but just like and I and I think it it has led to a very, very small group of people doing annoying things. But yes. at the same time. You don't get to, you can have your own private thoughts and opinions. And I think we all have versions of that when we see uh-huh. things online where we're like, you are being unhinged and uh-huh. I know you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but that's not, that's not for you to actually, you can have a conversation with your friend about offensive or problematic behavior. You cannot have a conversation with your friend about the authenticity of her queerness. Yeah. It's not your business. You're not living in this person's head. You can have your opinions as much as you want about people's social media behavior, but you have to back away from people's internal lives of which you are totally. never going to be privy to. You don't. And get the to fact have- is, is like calling in is a big part of, I think, 
the culture now. I think like, you know, gay men are being called out on their misogyny a lot more now, which is not something that I think I saw happening a lot, like even five years ago. I think like, um, you know, yes, saying like, well, actually I'm queer is a great way to end a Twitter conversation if you're playing the oppression Olympics, which happens sometimes online. But you have to understand that like, ultimately this is not uh, helping your friend in any way. Like there is no nefarious reason for her to be, to, to lie about being bi ultimately. So I think you sort of have to set that aside and, and, and vent and, you know, do things like leave toxic voicemails on our line. Cause that's what they're for. And I, I want to be clear. I don't think necessarily your toxic hashtag. Yes. No women. Um, cause I, I'm going to believe you in, in the authenticity and, and the context and the very limited context you're giving us, but cause I can definitely see this character, but I also want to advocate for her and say, she's not getting anything out of lying about her sexuality. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if 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 it if she if you feel like she's doing this for attention, like let her have it. it yeah, like it doesn't and also, actually affect your life really at all if she's posting annoying things on. And I understand that you can feel these twinges of like fire, a fire, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess you have to balance that though with what what do you like about her? And and if unfortunately the balance tips because of her like an obnoxious online behavior, then that's when you step away from the friendship without, you know, potentially being a bigger asshole about it, you know, like mm -hmm. just step away and say, you know, I think some of the things that you've said make me really uncomfortable. Um, and you don't even have to, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in friend breakups in every situation, but like if the balance has shifted, then, oh my God, let's go back to the advice we always give mute, 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 mute. Oh my God. Mute. I, Mute I mean, her ass. Like, there have been, there have been, this is not the same thing, but there have certainly been people in my life who have talked about, like, my ethnic identity as though it is a commodity and, like, Ugh. do not understand what it means and, like, that it is, like, a part of you or, like, that, like, that it is not, that is, that it is your identity rather than just, like, this cool accessory or something like mm -hmm. that. And I understand how frustrating it can feel to have people talk about it like that. But, like, this is a situation where you're just never going to have access to whether, to how she views her yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I, 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 yeah, I just think people have started using identity signifiers as a shorthand for real context. And it's not, like, the, like on paper, that stuff is unless you understand a lot of other things and how they intersect, it's meaningless. Like you, you see it all the time in arguments where people are like, well, as, as a POC or as a queer person, and it's like, well, I need to know a lot. That, that certainly can tell me some things, but I think that a lot of people start and end what context they believe is important in a debate with that information and then don't go further in any sort of intersexual way towards class or, you know, sexuality and race or any, or geogra geographic location, any of it. It's so important. And like, um, life experience, it's all different. And so, yeah, I'll just get off my soapbox there and just say mute her ass. Um, and if it's, and if she is, you know, actually misogynistic, then, you know, Call her out. Call her in, actually, because she's a part of your community now. What um, about this? Um, Brady bitch, because she's in the community now. <laughs> we're, would we consider the Brady family a community? No, like I guess the, it the is families, a blended family. No, it is a together. family. And that's what being queer is. It's a chosen family. Brady bitch. And that's what the Brady. So Brady bitch. That's what he. That's. And let me be clear. I'm calling him a Brady bitch. Mm -hmm. Not this woman, because I would never. I would never. Call a woman a bitch. I, except well, Mitra. 
I would. And you can call me I believe, a bitch. I think you I can, did start off the podcast by calling you a bitch. But you, can you understand the context is love. Bitch, you call matters. me bitch. You call me bitch is our love language. It is. <laughs> it's absolutely our love language. I can do that. Okay. Um, so we have one final email. Whose turn is it to read? I believe it's yours. It is my turn. Okay. And we are, we love rules and the law here. And turns <laughs> are a big part of the law. <laughs> and I just want to let the listeners know, because you're not watching a video of this, I have actually taken off my carpal tunnel yes. wrist bracelets because I was sweating in them. So <laughs> that's sort of my quarantine journey today. It's sort of a she's all that moment. She's Misha's walking down the stairs without her braces. You know, it's a Forrest Gump moment. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I, was, I almost got dangerously close to calling Mitra pretty, and then I decided to go with Forrest Gump instead. Oh, well, everyone in that movie's pretty too, and and you know what? <laughs> and you know, it really, it's a Princess Diaries moment. Yes. Oh no, that's the ref. That's the ref. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that Joel's seen my bare wrists, he wants me pregnant. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> And now time for the last voicemail. <laughs> Hi, we would have a beautiful child. They would be born hot and would, and therefore be a bad person. They would be bad people, but they would be really beautiful. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Keep going. That's our time. Thanks so much, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Love you both. Love the pod. Um, I was first, just so we all are sort of clocking that. I'm 27, queer, she, her, and quarantined in Brooklyn. I haven't been in a relationship in the last three years, or in at least three years. It's literally all I can think about. Before Corona, I could at least distract myself with work and friends, but now I'm stuck literally staring at the wall for days on end, only to imagine how much easier this would be if I had a partner here with me. How can I shift my focus and keep my hard-earned confidence, yes, from dissolving completely? A really big part of me feels like a huge failure for not being in a stable, long-term relationship. I will spare you both from the details of my domestic fantasy, mostly the things I imagine cooking with a partner in our underwear, that I can't stop going going over, over and over again in my head. I also I haven't experienced any physical touch in like six weeks. So that part of my brain might be dying anyway. Help, please. So Ooh. what is this person's name? She's got a fantasy of underwear, cooking, sort of the pantsless Contessa. Um. Well, what about the bare-assed Contessa? Bare-assed? Oh my God. I just actually, Ryan, in the, in the booth, I'm so sorry. I just screamed bare-assed Contessa. Um, is so good. Mitra, gold star, gold Thank star. You. you really, you really blew me out of the water this week. Cause yes, every week it is a competition. <laughs> um, they asked Contessa, that's it. Um, so wow. I really relate to this because I spent 27 is like the year 27 Mitra. That's right around the time that we met. And I was pining after one specific boy who I dated for three months and then broke my heart. Um, and so I understand Intimately, I, I wish you nothing but pain. Nothing but pain still, even though we are friends now again. Um, well, I doesn't mean that I'm friends with this person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I will say though, you've been, you've at least had a th- like a relationship three years ago. I have not had a real relationship since I was 20 years old. And that's for those counting at home, 12 years. So I don't want to hear your ass complaining, but <laughs> I understand the complaint. I really do. Um, but here's the thing that I'm concerned about. How can I shift my focus and keep my hard-earned confidence from dissolving completely? And you're sort of sent, all of this centered around a question about relationships. That mm-hmm. concerns me. That concerns me. Because uh, you shouldn't be tying your confidence into 
um, relationships. And I will say that's what I did all throughout my 20s. I felt so bad about myself because I was single and I did not start feeling confident, like truly confident. I, again, I said, I didn't get hot until I was 28 and this was just after this. And I, and it was through sort of therapy, letting go. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but letting go of like that need to connect those two things is really important. And I don't know how you do that. You, I hope you're in therapy, but that's like a big part of it. You could that, cause like, say you find a person to be in love with, like, if your if your self confidence is still connected to that idea of being of just the idea of being in a relationship, that's bad news bears. Yeah, it's either way. It's like you're relinquishing responsibility and control for your own self worth, which I understand completely. It's really really hard to divorce those things, and it's like a lifelong journey to have your confidence come from within. LOL. It's like feels so impossible to me, but at the same time, it's like you talk about this hard earned confidence and it's like, I would really encourage you to, you know, we've got nothing but time right now in a lot of ways. So, I mean, spend some time thinking about like where, where that hard earned confidence came from. I bet not all of it has come from validation from a partner. So perhaps you can use some of this time to do some of those things that made you feel so confident and got you that hard earned confidence. It's like, sure, some of it might be validation physically and emotionally from a partner, but it's like, does wearing um, a certain kind of outfit make you feel incredible? Does working out make you feel incredible? Does writing do some of those activities? Catalog it. Go literally go back through the years and like, look at your your life and figure out what the, the way, like, and then here's the sad, here's the other thing though, Mitra, there is a version of this where, where this person, she, yes, she, um, catalogs all the things that made that built up this confidence and they might all be connected to a relationship. And if that is the case, that's okay. And it's good that you're, that you're learning about it now, but I think like use this time to figure that out. And if that is the case, then start, baking bread <laughs> start. No, I, I like, I, I know that you can't do it in your underwear with a partner, which honestly like weirdly speaks to me too. And like a visceral way that's scary. Yeah. It's like comfort um, and intimacy. Like, but take up learn Spanish, learn I, the I, ukulele. I, I mean, really like, I know that I've talked about it a hundred times on this podcast, but mm-hmm. I know doing pottery <laughs> has actually really, done so much for my confidence because I realized at some point last year that a more than majority share of my self-worth came from my job or like my career Mm -hmm. and I was Mm -hmm. really just trying like (laughs) my advice truly is just like diversify the portfolio of things that make you feel good about yourself like getting a hobby and focusing myself in Uh, really single-mindedly on like learning how to make a fucking cup really does make me feel confident. And it's something that I do only for myself. It is not interactive. No one else is like my teachers are involved in that process, but it's like, it is for me. I do it. And it, it really does do a lot for me. So maybe it's about trying something new that has always interested in you. And I know that we're very limited in what we can do right now, but maybe mm-hmm. there's something you can try in your house that will make and, you feel Yes. And good. make it something so like, do not make it something that you can post on the internet. 
because like, like I, I think you do know this. I play the ukulele <laughs> and I learn a lot of songs and I play them. I play it practically every day. In fact, you can probably see it. It's on the couch in the background of my Zoom right now. It's right there in the it. corner on the blanket. I will. I, I chose specifically a hobby that I am so embarrassed by, but that brings me so much joy to get better at that I can never share. I will never share it online. Um, and I just simply can't. And, um, that's the, the sort of environment that we're in is that it's sort of shielded me. It's something specifically just for me. My private Instagram is just 400 blurry pictures of cups and ashtrays and pieces. (laughs) And that's glorious. And that's my private Instagram is just pictures of this scar on my ass, um, that I'm (laughs) tracking sort of the healing of it. Cause I was taking a full frontal nude photo in my bedroom mirror and I tripped on my underwear, fell backwards and gashed my ass open on the corner of my bedside table. <laughs> and I've been tracking the progression of this, of the, the gash on my boy gash and um, slowly seeing how it heals. And I have well, a private Instagram for that. If you'd like, you and you two can have it. I'll, I'll, I'll email it to you. I but. would love it. Um, yeah. I, I would love it. I, 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 I will say that kind of thing sounds more like something that would happen to me than you. And for, <laughs> for that, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we can't we can't help you um, much more because we can't create a, a COVID vaccine. Um, but I think Mitra is absolutely right. Finding something that is not tied to outward validation from anyone is so something that makes you feel good and can make you feel good and confident. And really, you know, I don't think it's, I think all of us to a certain degree have part of our confidence is tied into partners or work, but we just need a third beam to sort of keep the roof on, you know? And, and I think that's what you need to do is sort of build up that third piece of support for your confidence, the roof that is your confidence. Is this a, is this a, an, a metaphor that works for everyone? Okay. I love it. Uh, three beams. My house roof. is held up by three beams. <laughs> <laughs> three busy beams. Um, which brings us to the end of the podcast, honestly. And it's a, honestly. a good time. Mitra, what, um, Three Busy Deborah still on television, th- still on Adult Swim every Sunday Adult night. Adult Swim, Sunday night. The last episode um, will come out, uh, let's see, uh, th- this it comes out this weekend when we're recording. But the good news is if you haven't seen it, there's going to be a marathon on Friday, May 7th, where people Ooh. can watch every episode. But it's all also the first, at, at time of recording and when this comes out, the first two episodes are available for free on adultswim.com so check it out dvr i'm gonna dvr that um marathon just so i can have every episode available to me on tv (laughs) um that is what my little ass is gonna do um uh, you can find me i on other, I don't have anything to promote right now. Well, so. and you, well, and I, you know, this will, it will have already passed, but I'm so excited for this Jimmy's live stream and I, I yes. hope for a million more to come. I think <laughs> if it goes well, and so this is, you should, you're going to listen back to this part of, so I'm doing a, a live stream of the Jimmy Awards with Natalie Walker and they are giving me a full recording of it. And if it goes well, I'll throw it up on a Patreon I have not created yet. Um, <laughs> if it goes poorly, oh boy. Um, I will not be putting it anywhere and I will (laughs) hang my head in shame. Um, Oh, I will say that we'll have announced this by the time this podcast comes out. Matt Rogers and I are starting a new podcast called um, 
Matt and Joel on the search for the next Al Woods, uh, which is, as it sounds, a breakdown episode by episode recap, pot, limited series recap podcast um, that is um, specifically breaking down what is available now on YouTube, the um, search for the next Al Woods, um, which is a, oh. a, a reality television show that came out in like 2007 or 2008. And it, um, you, it okay. will be available only on Patreon because um, oh. we could not find a distributor for it. And you know what? That's fine. We, we love an indie. Um, if and you need, if you ever need a guest, I want to come on the one oh, where Mitra, they're you're singing on, our, on the you're bikes. A short list for sure. Um, <laughs> si- and I would like to bikes. say it will be available for purchase on, on Patreon. All of our proceeds are going to go to the Eviction Defense Network, um, which is doing a lot of on the ground support right now during this time of COVID to keep people in their homes and make sure that they're not being evicted and they're afforded legal defense um, to keep them from their scumbag uh, landlords from throwing them out on the street oh, during the middle of a pandemic. So that is amazing. And sort of on theme with that. Um, oh, yes. Joel please mention, I, I know what you're going to mention. Both, please do. Joel and I are both donating the money we make from this podcast going forward. And we did last month's as well. Um, so if you are someone who knows of a really worth, I know we know that there are so many worthy organizations out there, but if there is anything that, you know, especially organizations that are not receiving the kind of money that they need. It would, I would. Yeah. That's why Matt and I picked the eviction defense network. Cause it is like, you know, like, listen, I'm, I have a monthly setup for the LA food bank right now. All the food, like the, those big ones have a lot of eyes on them. They've got like Neil Patrick Harris level, like fundraisers happening for them, the actors fund, all of those things. Um, so yeah, send us suggestions of these smaller sort of grassroots organizations that are doing um, a lot of on the ground work, which should be really great. And I know that uh, Mitra right now, you're also doing something with Sila here in um, LA. What's the, it's resistor. Resistorhood LA and Sila are partnering to do hygiene kits uh, for neighbors in need. So yeah. we're, I'm putting together some for them, but uh, you know, they're taking donations and they are really putting the money to good use. So Sila S E L A H. Uh, they are a, a organization that really helps with unhoused neighbors in Los Angeles. And, you know, you might have an organiz- organization like that in your town, but just kind of boosting yeah. them. Let's remember um, our friends. So, but if you have a problem or a question or a concern or a comment or a correction or a name um, to, to win some small Venmo dollars, um, you can call us at 323-334-0371 and our email is urgentcarepod at gmail.com. That number again is 323-334-0371. Thank you, Dana. Dana. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan. Thank you, July. July. Thank you, Thank Colin. You Colin Anderson. Everybody Thank you, Earwolf. Thank you, Joel. We, thank you, Mitra. Should we end in a song? We haven't ended in a song in a while, and I feel like that will lift people's spirits. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take this broken wings and learn to fly. All your life, you're only waiting for this moment to 525,000 things. <laughs> I hope that helped. (laughs) Bye.